1: Welcome to this Wednesday episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Buckle up. The next two and a half hours is going to move by pretty quickly. We have a lot of ground to cover. We're going to touch on uh, a number of stories. I have some strong thoughts on a lot of things and we're going to jump right into it. Yesterday, 24 hours ago, right now, we had a conversation with a representative from the Salt Lake City School District and that was because uh, there were there were 3,000 students missing. That that might be an overstatement. It's not like uh, they disappeared, uh, but the enrollment numbers as reported by the Salt Lake City School District, uh, expected uh, to see uh, one number, and they saw a, a number that was 3,000 short of that. Well, uh, there has been an update. Uh, we've learned a little more, and in just a moment, we'll be speaking with uh, Yandri Chatwin, uh, spokesperson from the Salt Lake City School District. But before we get to that conversation, uh, I have to say, as uh, producer Amy and I and others were working on trying to get uh, a good big picture of what exactly was going on in terms of enrollment, uh, I, I've told you that my assumption at the onset of this little mystery, Where'd the 3000 Go?, I thought that because of the unique approach to the, the coronavirus by taken by the Salt Lake City School District, which was uh, to to handle it in an all online fashion right now for this first term uh, and maybe beyond, hopefully not, but maybe. Uh, and well, a lot of parents. Well, the, the routine of their household kind of depends on kids being in school, in the classroom, in a safe environment where uh, mom and dad are then able to go uh, off to work and uh, take care of the, the what-to-dos to make sure that the, the roof uh, stays over the head, that food stays in the pantry, and uh, there's clothes on everyone's backs. Well, with that reality, I presumed that many of these students had moved over to, to other districts, right? The districts which were offering uh, you know, in-room instruction, in-class instruction, but as we started knocking on the doors of other districts, we found that numbers were actually going down elsewhere, with some exception. Yesterday, uh, yesterday, producer Amy had a, a conversation with a, a representative from the Nebo School District, and uh, joining us on the line now is uh, Lena Hiske. Uh, Lena, how are you, and thanks for joining us.
0: I'm great, and thank you so much, Lee, for having us on.
1: Now, when we knocked on your door, our question was, how are things in terms of enrollment? And what we, the answer we'd gotten from uh, you know other folks in other districts in your position was, uh, yeah, we've seen a bit of a slump, a bit of a slump, a bit of a slump. Uh, you were the first to give us a different answer. W- what's enrollment look like right now in the Nebo School District?
0: So last year we were about 33,000-plus students, and this year we're closer to 34,000 students we usually have a growth of about 300 students per year which we're about right on target this year what why Uh, school district we did choose to go face to face um, and we have 92 percent of our students back in school face to face with only eight percent choosing remote learning
1: you gave you gave parents and, and students the option and the overwhelming majority chose to come back into the classroom
0: And you know what's really interesting is we thought we'd have quite a few teachers that would also want to go to remote learning and teach that way, and we had just the opposite. In fact, we had so few of teachers that wanted to teach remotely that we actually had to go outside of our district to hire some teachers that that chose to go remote.
1: Fascinating. Uh, That is not a trend. That is not an attitude that is common among districts uh, in the state of Utah and well beyond. What's different at NEBO?
0: You know, we kind of we've talked a lot about it we met every single day throughout the summer to prepare for this school year because it does look so different and you know other states just are not holding school and i think our parents were really uh, thrilled that they could have their students back in school we know that it's better for students emotionally physically intellectually to be back in school and so we really worked hard we had a, a big team of digital teachers teaching teachers how to do that um, and i think it's because We worked so diligently throughout the whole summer. I know a lot of our teachers said they really didn't get a break because they were preparing. But also, I think that also um, parents are so supportive in our district. I'm just amazed at how much support we get from our communities. We have about seven large communities in our district, and they've just really rallied, and they're very supportive.
2: I got
1: my hands on a document uh, distributed to uh, families within the Nebo district. It was sent out about 10 days ago. The document indicates that uh, among students and staff, you had about 39 COVID cases. Where does that number stand today?
0: Yeah, so so we give that number out every other week. And so I don't have a hard number today to give to you, but I can tell you it dropped significantly from 39, uh, not, not 50%, but close to that. So it's really dropped and again, at 39 out of our, uh, out of district, that's only 0.1 percent. So
1: 0.01. 0.01. That is infinitesimally small, and that's coming from uh, a total it's pool actually, of.
0: It's It's actually point
1: 0.1. Oh, I'm sorry. District, not okay. point zero 0.01. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, well, still a pretty small number. Uh, you've got 45 schools. You've got 38,000-plus students and staff. It's uh, it's big stuff. It's admirable. Uh, and I look forward to when you get these updated numbers seeing uh, seeing how they compare. Uh, early indications uh, show that you're cutting things pretty dramatically. Uh, listen, well, Lana, thank you so
0: just like. Well, just like any district, I mean, we could be up again next week. We just, you know, it varies. Sure. It changes. It's a revolving door. But we do appreciate our parents really checking their, their students before they send them to school. That wellness check is vital. And parents are keeping students home when they, when they have a sore throat or when they are running a fever. And so we're grateful to them.
1: Well, I have uh, family in your district and so on. uh, So thank you personally for for what you're doing there. Uh, And uh, we'll we'll look forward to speaking to you uh, again. That was uh, Lana Hiski with the Nebo School District, uh, letting us know that uh, they've seen an influx uh, in schools and some pretty low COVID numbers. We'll keep track on that now. I want to turn attention back further north again, speaking with Yandri Chatwin, uh, spokesperson from the Salt Lake City School District. Yandri, are you there?
2: I'm here.
1: Hi, Lee. How are you? Thank you so much. You sent me a text last night at the, at, after the results were, or the new data, rather, was released at the meeting. You and I had a conversation just yesterday uh, about what seemed to be the disappearance of about 3,000 students. At least uh, there was a drop uh, in 3,000 from the rolls. Uh, you were anticipating some updated numbers last night. Do you have those to share now?
2: I do. The drop is a lot fewer than 3,000. Thankfully, we're down 1,088 students from last year. In a typical year over the last decade or so, we've seen a drop uh, between four and 600 students. So 1,000 is still more than normal, but a lot better than 3,000 for sure.
1: Why, how do we account for the discrepancy? How do we account for the, the, the question mark that's lingered for the past two weeks or so?
2: That is a great question. Again, since we don't have, um, you know, exit survey data for families, we don't have an exact answer. But looking at the trends, it is interesting that most of the drop is coming from east side schools, and the drop is almost exclusively in elementary schools. In fact, the middle school stayed about the same in numbers, and in high school, we went up a couple hundred, so we have more high school students enrolled this year than last year. Interesting. Um, so it's a great question, but we're looking at the trends, and you know we'll continue to analyze the data to see what information we can glean from that.
1: And, and how about the lag? It was it was what two and a half weeks ago or so that it looked like three thousand. Uh, what what were these? What do the new numbers look at? Look at how are we able to to now account for these the, the two thousand?
2: Yeah. So over the last couple of weeks, our schools have done a tremendous push, one on one, going to homes. Um, talking to families one-on-one. We had to do registration online this year, which leaves a lot of families out, families who don't have access to Internet, who maybe don't even have the devices that can connect to Internet in their homes. So a lot of kids hadn't registered as of a couple weeks ago. But over these last two weeks, um, because of that big push from our teachers and administrators, we were able to find um, a couple thousand more students who hadn't registered yet. Um, And now those kids are ready to start the year with remote learning this week.
1: That's astounding. Uh, that as you and I were discussing that effort yesterday, I thought, okay, all right, that that's uh, that's going to get us maybe a few dozen more, maybe a couple hundred at the at the most. Uh, but shoot, if it is responsible for uh, those couple thousands, what a, a noble effort! Uh, I come from a very small town. Uh, my school district was very small. The entire district, uh, I think, had about seven hundred students in it. And so, if you were able to uh, knock on the doors, make personal contact uh, with enough families. Uh, to, to get 2,000-some-odd students uh, back in the classroom, uh, so to speak, at least learning again. Uh, that's admirable, and I thank you for it. Uh, Yandri, uh, time is tight. Uh, I've got to let you go. Thanks for the information. Thank you for keeping us up to speed. Look forward to speaking to you again. Thanks, Lee. All righty. We're going to take a break here, and I want to ask a question of you before we do. Uh, there is a, a new survey out, and it asks Utahns if they, once this COVID vaccine is made available and the FDA deems it safe and effective, would you take it? Would you take it? Will you take it? I'll share with you the survey results. They surprised me. They may surprise you. I'll share them with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.